I think here in Victoria, you're into AFL. Oh, yeah. One yeah. person. <laughs> All the rest of you like rugby union fans like me. Yeah. Eh? No, no, no. But I was just thinking, like, if we go back to last year, the grand final, um, I don't know, do we have any Pies supporters here? Oh, 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 we've got a few. Oh, it's a pie supporter. Oh, yeah, Emily. Oh, we got pie supporters. And, you know, I actually did watch part of the game, although I don't even understand it, because Brisbane, the Brisbane Lions, were in the grand final last year. Now, Sid, just say last year when the – let's go back to that day when the grand final was on. Say that it was – you just couldn't, for some reason, watch the game when it was happening. You couldn't watch the game – so you recorded it. And then, before you got to watch that game, that's right, some innocent, amazing person, a friend close to you, told you who won. Oh, my gosh. And, and you're a little bit excited because it was your team, but you're a little bit not excited because you were thinking, no, don't talk to me, don't talk to me. I don't want to know who won. I want to watch the game and like be in amongst it. But the thing is, you, you're going to watch the game anyway. So you go home, you're watching the game, but you already know that the Pies have won. So in the third quarter, like, you know, they've played, say they've played shocking They didn't. But say they had. Say they were losing by heaps. How would you feel? Would you be nervous about it? No, you wouldn't. Why wouldn't you be nervous? Because you already know that the pies have won. So you wouldn't be worried. As long as you heard from a good source, and it wasn't somebody just having you on, like, you know, know, that that the pies, like, you you would be thinking, no, I know, because I know what the final score is. So the only thing you don't really know is how it happens as it goes along. So winning's no longer a possibility. Uh, It's not a hope. Like you are fully persuaded that they win. That is what faith is about. Faith knows the final score. Faith knows the end from the beginning. That's what faith does. Faith knows something before you can see it. As long as you have heard from a good source, say you've heard a word from God, you can stand in faith and know. Even though you can't see it, it's going to happen. Good job, Sid. Well done. They did win. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So in Romans 4, uh, verse 18 to 21, it says, Against all hope, Abraham in, in hope believed and so became the father of many nations, just as it is uh, just as it had been said to him, so shall your offspring be. Now, at that time, like Abraham, well, Abraham's name uh, before was Abram. God changed his name. The, Abram means uh, exalted father or father. Abraham means father of many. So God changed his name from Abram to Abraham. Now, when God calls you something different, he's calling you into what he's called you to be. So Abraham, so he, so he says to Abraham, you know, father of many nations. So with, and then it goes on to, without weakening in his faith, this is Abraham, he faced the fact that his body was as good as dead since he was about 100 years old. Yeah. And, the, and that Sarah's womb was also dead. Yet he did not waver through unbelief regarding the promise of God, but was strengthened in his faith and gave glory to God, being fully persuaded 
that God had power to do what he had promised. So he was just fully persuaded. Abraham, he believed in God's promise that he would make him the father of many nations, despite the impossibility of the situation that they had. You know, Abraham and Sarah, very old, uh, way beyond childbearing age. Like, he didn't weaken in his faith, but instead he faced the facts. That's what it said, he faced the facts. He faced the facts of their physical limitations, but instead he was steadfast in his belief that God had the power to fulfill the promise. So Abraham's faith was not based on denial of the facts. He didn't say, oh no, we're young enough to have a child. Like we're so like spring chickens, la, la, la. No, he didn't say that. But he had a deep conviction that God could do what he'd promised. And the result of that uh, was that Sarah miraculously conceived and gave birth to Isaac, which shows the power of faith. So he believed already in, although it seemed impossible that they would not have childbearing, he believed. He had faith and his faith came into fruition. So I remember uh, my son quite a few years ago now uh, when he was in his last two years of school, he was really struggling. He was failing. In the last two years, the year 11 and 12, he was failing. He was doing six subjects, but over those two years was failing uh, at least four of them. So at different stages and different times. And his teachers were concerned that he... Uh, that he probably won't graduate because he's got to pass five of them. So he's got to pass five. Now, we had to face the facts, and I'm thinking, oh, man, what do we do? What do we do? You know, like, face the facts. It wasn't that he wasn't trying because he's very quite persevering, and he is persevering. So I thought, well, you know, we've got to get him a tutor. Voila, that was me. <laughs> oh, wow, I'm a terrible tutor. Anyway, <laughs> but, but I'm very good at math, so I thought, and, and English, but I'm just not good at tutoring, especially you should not do that with your kids. Get, pay someone to do it, all right? Just a bit of advice there. But anyway, uh, like, so I, I took Wednesday afternoons off work, and he had Wednesday afternoons off, so we would work together on Wednesday afternoons. He would spend hours every night doing assignments and homework. This is over the, these last, just trying to keep up and trying to do things. Because you know what? When, when you want something and you believe in something, sometimes you've got to do whatever you can in the natural so that God can put his supernatural on it. So, you know, and during those two years, like we were praying, we'd pray together, I would pray. And I would ask God, like, help him, help him to graduate. Uh, to graduate. And I had a picture of him uh, this is my son Ivan. Like I had a picture of him, and the picture was on graduation night. I would hear his name being called because you know that you go up and get your certificate. I would hear his name being called, and then he'd come out and he's got this. He looks suave, you know, suit in his suit, nice tie. Walked across the stage, shook the principal's hand, shook someone else's hand, and took his certificate. Now I had that vision in my mind, so when I pray. I would see that. I would hear you know, Ivan Carmita walk across the stage, all suave, like, you know, he'd do a little bit of, yeah, check it out. And it, it, but, but I would see that picture. So it was, there was faith built in me. God gave me that picture. There was faith in me for that. So uh, I would pray, though, like, you know, God, when we commit our plans to you, 
they will succeed. That's, that's scripture. I would pray, you know, God, you've given him the mind of Christ. Reveal to him what he needs to know. Reveal to him what he needs to know in his exams. Reveal to him, like, oh, you know, help him, strengthen him. Like, so I was praying for Ivan, praying for exam, seeing that picture, and I believed that he would graduate. So if I could have that picture, please. There he is. Yeah, like, woo! That's graduation night there. And, and it happened. Now, take it away, like, we, when we face the facts, it seemed like impossible. It really did. It really seemed like. But when you give a word from God, when God gives you a vision, when God places something in your heart, when you're praying and something happens and you know it's God, you can believe and stand in faith. doesn't mean that it comes easily. Like he had to do a lot of hard work to do that. But do you know, uh, he did graduate, but he passed all six of his subjects. Not only that, like he received an academic award for the top of the school for a subject that he'd previously been failing. That's what God can do. He does exceedingly above what we ask, think, imagine. He goes all the way and more. He, he fulfills our promises far more than we could think. I mean, all I wanted to do, him to do is get that certificate. But he just, yeah, he passed all the subjects and got that as well. That's what happens when we have faith. You know, you might be here today and you don't have a relationship with God. I just want you to know I'm going to give you an opportunity a little bit later on for that. And what happens when God comes into your heart, he, oh, he just changes things. It's like you're never alone. There's just peace in your heart. You know, it doesn't matter what your circumstances are. Like God can bring peace. He can bring restoration. He can bring hope. So, a little bit later, I'm going to give you an opportunity to do that. So how do you grow in faith? How do you become fully persuaded? Okay, I've only got a couple of points here, but they're big ones. <laughs> okay, the first, the first one is faith prays diligently. Okay, in Mark eleven twenty four, 24, it says, Therefore I say to you, whatever things you ask when you pray, believe that you receive them and you will have them. We've got to pray. We've got to ask. You know, there's sometimes there's things and you think, oh, no, that's too small to ask God. God doesn't care whether it's small, whether it's medium, or whether it's large, or whether it's ginormous. Ask. We need to ask him. Don't live with burdens. Let God lift the burdens off you. Believe that you can be released from debt or you can protect your family. Pray that you can heal your body. Uh, whatever it is that you're believing for, just ask him. In James 4.2, it says, you have not because you ask not. So ask. See, many times like Jesus, he did miracles uh, in direct response to a person's faith. Jesus encountered two blind men and they cried out for mercy, you know, son of God, like have mercy on us. And in Matthew 9.29, it says, he touched their eyes and said, because of your faith, it will happen. And their eyes were opened. Faith, you need faith. It's a currency. It's God's currency. You've got to have faith. You've got to have faith. Anyway, all right, where did that come from? That's not part of my notes. Anyway, back, back, get back to it. So, like, it's, and it's not just about praying. You've got to believe. That's what it says in that scripture. Whatever you ask when you pray, believe that you receive, receive it. So you can't pray for your breakthrough. Oh, you know, I'm just full on. I'm praying for finance. I'm praying for a financial breakthrough. And then straight afterwards say, I'll never get out of debt. You can't do that. You've got to believe. Even though things look grim, you've got to believe. 
You've got to believe in your heart that it can happen. Okay, so it might seem like hard, but don't don't uh, contradict it. Otherwise, it's just like wiping it out. You need to be expectant to see it. So in Hebrews 11.1, 1, it says, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Oh my gosh, faith is a substance. It's an inner confidence. There's, there's things that I've had on the inside of me before they actually came on the outside of me. Things that you've had on the inside of you before they came on the outside of you. Like Toby, you know, when he was like working up to... To get married, you know, he had to like get some faith, like, yeah, she's gonna say yes, I'm sure she is. Oh, like, God, help me. Like, you know, when I when I propose, like, oh, oh yeah. But but do you see, like, it happens on the inside? It's not that he never thought about it and he just decided to propose to Ash. No, you thought about it a lot, right? That's right. So, so whatever it is, like, oh, like when you guys got married, hey, like, oh, you married people down here, eh? <laughs> that's right, I can say that now, right? Eh? But, but that's what I mean. You, you got to have faith. Like faith, is, faith happens on the inside first before it comes into the outside, into the presence. All right. So there are moments like when you're reading the Bible or listening to a message or, or dreaming or praying when God speaks to you clearly. And it's almost as if God, he, it's like the Holy Spirit highlighter. He gets the highlighter out and the Bibles, he highlights these words or highlights a scripture or highlights something that, you know, like, you know, like chop, like what was it? Chop wood, carry water? What on earth was that? But it had a meaning to it. So, so God highlights things. He's a highlighter, Holy Spirit highlighter. Uh, in, the, in the words jump off the page and they jump into your heart and you get a strong sense that God is speaking to you. It's called a rhema word. That is called a rhema word. When, when you hear that rhema word, it also brings with it a deposit of faith. Now, I don't know where, if you felt that even when I prayed for Steve and I, I was talking about that, you know, the baggage and the faith, and that, but I could feel the deposit of faith going into him. I could feel the deposit of faith going into Teresa and to Joe. You know, that's what happens when... God highlights and places something in your heart. It comes with a deposit of faith. So faith, you know, and faith speaks God's promises into reality. We've got to use our mouths. Like in Genesis 1-3, it says, Then God said, Let there be light, and there was light. God created the heavens and the earth. He spoke them into being. Our words are not just for communication. They are for creating. Your voice activates your world. It really does. There is power in, in the spoken word. There's such power, and there's such power in the word of God. In Romans 10, 17, it says, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. I'm a big believer in declaring the word of God because it's changed my life. It really has. Right from the get-go, I used to memorize scriptures and just say them even if I didn't believe them. There is power and the word of God, and soon, then they just started to drop into my heart, and I would believe them. But it comes from your voice and hearing it. Faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word of God. Uh, these are my goals. Actually, they're 2023 ones. I don't want to put them up on screen because none of your business. But, <laughs> but anyway, like, but when I pray for my finances, like this is my financial circle down here, but underneath it, I've got my scriptures. Like I've learned these, I've memorized them. Uh, like 3 John 2, you know, beloved, I pray that you may prosper in all things and in health, even as your soul prospers. But I, but I make it personal. God, oh, I know you want to prosper me. I know you want to prosper me in all things. 
even in health, even as my soul prospers. I make it personal. There's another one there. Uh, Where is it? Psalm 115.14, which is the Lord shall increase you more and more, you and your children. So God, your word says that you will increase me more and more, me and my children. So like that, and so you make it personal, the word of God. I know those scriptures because I've been saying them for years because they, they got, they lit up to me. One of them was actually prophesied over me, like in Proverbs 10, 22, it says, the blessing of the Lord brings wealth and he adds no sorrow to it. Because I always thought that if you had wealth, then you had no friends. If you had wealth, I mean, it's there's just thinking in my mind. If you had wealth, then you, 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 lose, you, know, you have wealth, but at the expense of everything else. That's not true. The blessing of the Lord brings wealth and he adds no sorrow to it. So, so it's just like, those are constant things uh, in that. And in doing that, I did that especially when I had a lot of debt. I owed a lot of money, uh, not that long ago, really. But God gave me a dream about getting out of debt. But, and it was just the scriptures, the word, the dream, believing that I could be debt-free. And I became debt-free, which was amazing. But this is what happens when the Word of God, because when you speak the Word of God, it changes you on the inside. It made me think about whether I purchased that thing I really don't need anymore. It made me think about, like, how do I earn extra money? It made me, you know, so it's not just about praying and just hoping things fall on you. It's praying, it's, 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 it's having faith, it's determining, it's declaring His Word, but also doing what God tells you to do, whatever your next step might be. So that's my first one, like faith prays diligently. Second one is faith perseveres. You talked a bit about that, Steve, already. In Hebrews 6, 12, it says, then you will not become spiritually dull and indifferent. <laughs> Instead, you will follow the example of those who are going to inherit God's promises because of their faith and endurance. Faith and endurance. Keep persevering. You know, sometimes God is waiting for us to do our next move, to demonstrate our faith. Jesus tells a man uh, with a withered hand in the Bible to stretch out his hand. You know, he tells him to stretch it out. And as the man obeys, his hand is healed. But he had to actually stretch it out first. What is it? What is your next step of faith? You know, if you're thinking about selling a house, like what is it? Like what can you do? Is it tidying it up? Is it fixing up the garden? What is it that's going to sell that house? Is it making, getting another real estate agent? I don't know what it is. For me, I, I, honestly, I needed to sell this house. Like this is a while back. I needed to sell it because I needed the money to actually pay off some debt so that I wouldn't be totally like go bankrupt almost. So that's, but I needed to sell this house and it wasn't selling and it wasn't a great time for selling and I needed a certain price, all this sort of stuff. And it's like, you think, wow, what am I going to do? And then I just thought, oh my gosh, I need to like put the word sold across that. So I took a photo of the house and then, you know, even back in the day, you could work things out. Like I'll have that other, other photo. I just put the word sold across it. This is in my journal, the house. Oh, look at those styly stars up there. <laughs> I'm such an awesome artist. <laughs> but but what I would open my journal and I would see that house sold. And, the day, and I, I, I got that photo. It was on my fridge. It was in my journal. It was in the bathroom. It was everywhere. That photo, you can take it down. But it was everywhere. So everywhere I looked, 
That house is sold in the name of Jesus. I'd go, that house is sold in the name of Jesus for the right price to the right people. They're going to be blessed by it. That house is sold. That house sold. I think I started doing this. That house sold within a month in a time where houses weren't selling for more than it was worth. But the people were so happy with it. So do you see, like, what is your, what do you need to do? What's your next step that you've got to do to make that happen? And you know what? Our faith is going to be tested, just so you know. Uh, if you've been on a faith journey, you'll know that it's going to get tested. Like, <laughs> like, and sometimes we call it kingdom reversals. Like when God promises you one thing and then the opposite starts to happen. You know, it's called kingdom reversal. So say, say God promises you that you'll own your own house and then you're asked to leave your current rental. Oh. Then God promises you financial blessing and provision and in the same week, your car, your washing machine, your fridge, they all break down. Or he promises you an increase in your income and your work hours get cut. You think, what? This is just not, so don't be discouraged. Don't be discouraged. Like this may be the first indicator that you're actually on the right track. Don't be discouraged by that. Faith is like a muscle. It is. It's just like, it is. It, it, you know, we, we've got to come up against resistance. We wouldn't need faith if things were easy. God's called us to be overcomer, overcomers, but you only become an overcomer by overcoming. <laughs> oh, it's shocking, isn't it? But, but, it's, but, but that's just the truth. So we've got to build our faith muscles, just like being in the gym. Like, you know, you go there, you, you work in gym against resistance to get muscles. That's so they tell me. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> but like I heard from God that I was going to have an increase in income. This is like before I started working for church. Uh, and I got the scripture, the Lord shall increase you more and more, you and your children. So I applied for this promotion. Now, I was already doing that job. Shoo-in, right? Uh, I was already doing that job and I was good at it. I'd get great results, blah, blah, blah. I talked to the head of department about it, like my application and all that. She checks it. She goes, oh, my gosh, if you don't get that job, I'll eat my hat. That was the first thing I thought about when I didn't get it. Oh, I'm, I could see her eating her hat. I, I, but, but it's just, I couldn't believe it. I, like it. I'm like, what? God, you said that, you know. The Lord shall increase you more and more. And I really felt that it was a promotion, an increase in income. And it's, and it's that job. And I went all out. I applied for it. I was so disappointed. Honestly, I was so disappointed that I went home and I cried. I cried. And then I, like, I had to pick myself up and like dust myself off and start speaking the word of God. The Lord shall increase you more and more. You and your children. The Lord shall increase me more and more. You And, and I thought, no. Nah, no, 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 no. I know I heard from God. And yeah, I didn't get that job. But I'm not going to give up. I'm going to like pour myself into it. I'm going to be more diligent. I'm going to increase my skills. I'm going to do what I need to do. And like within a month, I actually applied for a job, which I thought was a bit of, you know, like a little bit tricky, really. Oh, not tricky. I don't know whether it, a little bit out there. It was way out there, actually, this job that I was applying for. I was thinking, yeah, being cheeky. That's the word I'm looking for. A little bit cheeky because I'm thinking, well, you know what? I reckon I could do that job. And anyway, I applied for that job and I got it. 
and it was way more of an increase than the previous job that I'd applied for. But this is what happens. Do you know, like when I, when I missed that job, oh, it was painful and it hurt. It really did. But this is the journey of faith. Oh, it, it really did hurt. I, I, I was, but the thing is, you don't stop there. You've got to persevere. I'm so thankful for that faith journey. Though. If I'd got that job, I wouldn't have even looked at this one. Do you understand? Like sometimes when you miss something, it's not because God's not with you, not for you. It's because there's actually something better. So you, you, like, this is what happens. So how do you develop your faith? You develop your faith by coming to church like you're here, by prayer, by getting around people with a spirit of faith. Like prayer meetings, like we've got revival prayer this week, uh, like because it's not uh, connect group week. So we've got right here in this building on Tuesday night. What time is it? 6.30, Tuesday night for half an hour. Get around people with a spirit of faith and a spirit of prayer. Because that all of, I mean, as a new Christian, I mean, I never missed any uh, prayer meetings. I didn't even know how to pray, but I just wanted to be there. I wanted to be around people, and I don't know what happened. I didn't even know anything was happening, really. But obviously, something happened because it built my faith. It built my prayer life. It taught me how to be. I, I mean, I wouldn't even pray uh, like out loud. No way. I wasn't going to like do that. But it, but, this, but what happened? I started getting confidence in prayer. When you hear people praying, you get a spirit of prayer. You get a spirit of faith on you. The other thing that you can do is you can listen to and you can read uh, good teaching on faith. So we've got, this is Pastor Phil's book, Faith. I've read this book, oh, I don't know how many times, many. I used to actually teach a course in Sunshine Coast uh, for like to do with faith and it was based on this book so a lot of times like for a couple of years I taught the course and people would have a faith project and then you work through the things that Pastor Phil talks about it's an easy read look at that it's not like it's all little words and they're all together like no it's like easy to read but it's a life-changing book I've, like, I've had this book. I've given it to many people. It's a great book. And we've got that available here today. If you want to purchase that, we've got them at a good price. They're cheaper than they are on Amazon. I think it's $18, Toby, is it? It's $18, and it's in the coffee area afterwards. So if you want to have this book that can help you grow in your faith, you can purchase that afterwards. So, and then just one more thing with faith, like any kind of faith, like any progress you see, you've got to celebrate it. Celebrate it. When I was trying to get out of debt, you know, I paid $2,000 off, like of hundreds of thousand dollars worth of debt. But I'm like, yeah, 2000 Woo, woo, woo. Yeah, I'm going to go and have another glass of water. But it was, but it was great. But the celebrate happens in here. And, you know, because God, like, be thankful. Cheer yourself on. Cheer God on for, for helping you. Like, so, like, celebrate things. So to have faith and be fully persuaded. Faith prays diligently. Faith perseveres. It does. It does. And like, I, like, just, if you just close your eyes, I'd just love to pray for you. Thank you, Father. I thank you for your word. I thank you, Lord, as we grow in our relationship with you, as we pray, as we worship, as we get around people with a spirit of faith, Father, that you will develop us in our faith. Oh, Lord, I pray for each person here, your favour, your blessing. God's purposes. And Lord, I just pray that you would continue to grow them in faith, that you would stir it up, stir up the faith within them, 
Stir it up by the laying on of hands, Father. Oh, that you've not given them a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. Father, I just thank you, Father, that you're with us. In Jesus' name, amen.